Christian and Kang. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arkan and Tom Kang. Hour number two, it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Your phone number is 603-883-9900. Your text messages at 845-827-1250 here on our second-to-last program. For now. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. Oh, you it's know it. I'm going to haunt you for the rest of my I, life. So it will happen again. <laughs> Just don't know where, but it will happen again. I know. You know or don't or know when, but it will. Could be here again. You never know. We'll see. <laughs> Could be. Yep. Although I gotta say, <laughs> I drive. That's a lot of driving these last five years. It is a lot of driving. I put a lot of miles on that car these oh, last yeah. five. Two cars. Yep. I had to buy a different car just so I could afford to come up here. Yep. Because the old my old my old Volvo didn't couldn't couldn't yeah. hack it, huh? I had to fill that thing up three times a week. People call me a hippie because of my Prius. One time, I drive back and forth to New Hampshire five times a day. Yeah, five you times fill a what, week. Once a week, I fill up once a week. Yeah, yeah. that's that's easy. Amazing. I know it, and it only holds ten gallons. I love this thing. It's yeah. a, it's a, not a great car, doesn't, but I love that. Doesn't go great in the snow. No, you know, neither does my hoop to either. You I know, got some old. snow tires, and it's fine. Yeah, that's what I I've, I've yeah. got snows on my Silver Fox. It's you know got you know. It's all you need. Two hundred ninety five thousand miles on it, and it's a you know, small car, old old two thousand Toyota Celica. I heard uh, Francesca the other day talking about self-driving cars and how it's going to put all the um, put all the cab drivers and the Uber drivers and everybody out of business. And what are they going to do about that? self-driving cars? Yeah. Oh, you mean like push the button and it just goes? Yeah. Oh wow, they're doing that. Yeah, that's happening. And, and how do those cars react to situations where you have Tom, to? Tom, I don't have time to explain all this to you oh, right now. I don't is, know, is... and I would, even if I did, I couldn't probably. I have no idea. Break down the science of that. I don't know how they're oh going to do God. it. Oh, my God. But it's a thing they're they're working on. All right, okay. They expect by, like, 2020 it's going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that if it does become a thing, yeah. talk radio is over. Oh, because you can't listen to it in a... I mean, you can. Yeah. Well, but why would you just listen to something when you can watch TV while the car drives you around? Well, because you like the, you know, the, the sterling, sparkling conversation that we produce. Right. But... If you don't have to focus on the road, right? If you don't have to focus your eyes on the road, oh, you know, watch something else that opens. You can play video games. I don't think you any, can watch I a don't movie. Think, you can I, watch the news. Just, you can watch anything. You can watch the game. You can watch you be, anything. I, anybody who hasn't, who's driven, right? Who's driven? Who's driven for years or driven for right. whatever? You know, I'm talking. I'm talking about somebody who has. You know, as opposed to people who haven't learned how to drive yet. Would you feel comfortable in a car? Not looking out to see where things are going? Would I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, of course not. I think people are going to die. I mean, this so is, you I, know, yeah, this is, people so are going to die while they're testing this. You right. Know? So I think that, that eventually, you know, that would... You and know. also, who's who do, you, who do you sue? You know? What do you sue? How do you sue a driverless car? I don't know. The thing malfunctions on the road, and then what? Who's, who's at fault? I don't know. Some people would... Some people would. Uh, Some of these cars aren't going to have steering wheels or gas pedals. 
Some people would you're assert. You get that, in, everyone's a passenger. Some people would assert that when I drive, it's a driverless car. <laughs> right. Now, what I what I'm wondering, I, 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 that's that's interesting. Is if all the if it eventually becomes that all cars are driverless cars, then who you don't need to own a car. Everyone just you know, you hop in one, you take it where you need to take it, you punch in the thing, and you go. And you know, you never have to look for a parking space. Mm-hmm. It's like every car is a cab with no driver. See what I mean? Right. Like right. there's going to be no need to. Own a car. Well, you just get in your car, get in the car as it drives by, and you stop it, you flank it down, you get in, and you say, "I'm going or here." Or you order it like an Uber, and it just oh, rolls up. And it just know? rolls up. Right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No. I'll but I really me. think that'll be it. That I've lived forever, but I won't be living for that. I don't think. Oh, you uh, will. I mean, You'll be alive you, for that. You think so? It's only three, four years away. I think. Oh, I don't think it's good. Well, good. until they're, they're on the road. Oh, I think it'd be longer than that. Unless it goes horribly wrong. Which oh, it could. Which it could, yeah. it could go very badly. Right. But I also sort of feel like this is one of those technological things that they're just going to do. You know, I mean, this coming from a New York City talk host who didn't know who he was talking to the other day. That's right. Uh, Mike <laughs> Francesa had George Carl on his show. And what day was this? Monday. Uh, this was yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. See, so it's George Carl who wrote a book, and that's why Carl's on the show. The book is called Furious George, which is the dumbest name for a book I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, I like it. That's so dumb. Why? Curious George. Yeah, I know what it's a takeoff yeah, of. Yeah, but I mean, no, I like it. I like Furious it. George. Yeah, I like that. I so you want bad. people to think of the cartoon monkey, but, but you're mad. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. Maybe right. that's an old guy thing. I think it's dumb. I Anyways, <laughs> I can't believe a room full of people all thought, yeah, Furious Joe. It's a good name. Let's go with that. Uh, he was on with Francesa yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Mike Francesa thought he was somebody else. We're talking with a uh, longtime uh, and highly successful NBA coach, George Call. If you... So he got the name right, okay? He right. knew it was George Carl. I see it was Carl. Yeah, but listen. Take it back even to when... Say your classic series with the Bulls, the great Bull team, uh, that ended on the Jordan shot, which I know he, he pushed off. But uh. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! You, and you guys played great the rest of that series. Right. I mean, played absolutely great. And then the la- we remember the classic play in game six, obviously, oh with uh, Jordan and Russell, right? No, so. that, was, that was Utah. That was, I was with, my, my, my scenario was we, we lost game six in a situation where we couldn't put the ball in the basket. I mean, it was a... Was that game six? Wasn't game six close enough? Was game six it, not close? It was close into the fourth quarter. I, Oh, my God. He was thinking about Jerry Sloan. Yeah. Who was the coach of the Utah Jazz in 1998. George Carl never coached the Jazz. No, no, of course not. Uh, Jerry Sloan was the coach for most of those years, and um, Carl went from Seattle to Denver. Uh, he was in Milwaukee. He was he bounced around a lot. He's, he's gone over all, all over the place. But he did not coach the Utah Jazz, and he definitely didn't coach him when Jordan hit that shot over Byron he Russell. Was the, he was the coach of Denver when they traded Anthony to the Knicks. That's right, he was. Yeah. And, uh, you know... That was probably those were probably his best years in Denver. Sacramento was his other job. His last job, I believe, was Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. Denver was his best were, were his best years. He, he he's a, he well, was a good. With the, those Sonics teams were good. Yeah, the they 90s. were. Yeah, he was a good he was a good coach. But that, that also he was the coach I think when they lost to the Nuggets. Remember when the Nuggets were the eight seed and they upset and, the Sonics? I think yeah, he was you, their and coach. You have the game. vision of Matumbo on the floor. Holding the ball, the ball yeah. and just going nuts with his, you know, whole, you know, just saying, oh, I can't believe we Pure won. Pure bliss know? on his yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I remember that. Absolute bliss. Yeah, and, and Carl was the Sonics coach then. He eventually ended up coaching the Nuggets. Yep. So. Yeah, Denver, well, yeah, some of those Sonics teams were really gay. A 64-win team in 96. I think that was the year 
that uh, that the Nuggets beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 57, 57, 63 wins. He was good with the with the Nuggets. But yeah, those those best years for him were certainly with Seattle. They had a, they had a great team. Yeah, that was a stacked team. But uh, Francesa, and the best part is he jumps right into the interview talking about that. That wasn't edited. No, that he was goes, and now here's George Carl. George, how about that game in 96 when you, Jordan hit the shot? And it's like, it wasn't me, Mike. <laughs> was, uh, oh, that man. Was, uh, that was Utah, as a how matter do you, of fact. How do, you, how do you get that wrong? You know you, you know that you're talking to the guy. You know everything. I mean, he just had it in his head that, that, was the, that he coached the Jazz and that he was the coach of that team. Right. He just had it in his head. Mm-hmm. And never, it never, never left his head. I mean, they are just embarrassing. Embarrassing. I mean, Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh, what a what a horrible mistake! John, jeez, now I've heard everything. What a horrible mistake to make on the air. What's his? Did he? Did, was he asked about it uh, media wise? I don't think anybody's probably asked him no. about it media wise. A lot of people are making fun of him. Oh, I'm sure they are. It's a pretty you bad know? screw up. That's a, that, that is a bad screw up. Yeah. My God, I could you care know? less. <laughs> I oh, made yeah. mistakes like that before, but you know, we all have because I think that I, I have it in my head that it was this and not that. But that to do it. Remember right that time on, we had Austin Ainge on, oh, and I you, couldn't you, get you anything couldn't right. Get, yeah, I know it. Right. I was trying to talk yeah. about St. Joe's, and I was asking him about St. John's. I wanted to ask oh. about Avery Bradley, <laughs> and I asked about Avery Johnson. Like that was oh, the my God. that was the worst interview I've ever done, and he never came back on. the No, show he never came that. back on. The show. We never asked him though. No, did I did. I asked, oh, you him, asked him. I asked again? him if he could do it. He's just like, oh, geez, sorry, can't do it. Oh my can't make God. It. Oh, geez. And this is when he was still with like the oh, Red Claws. You know? Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. That was that was. I had a bunch of them in that interview. Yeah. I don't know what was wrong. I think I was sick or something. That oh, I don't know. No, it was. I think it was in warm weather too. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Get sick in the warm weather. Yeah. No. But that was. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, I sure do. Yep. <laughs> one summer, remember what, one summer I got strep throat in Peralton, believe me? He made me produce my... Uh, oh, did he really? I didn't yeah. know. He made you produce the, uh, the the goods? He made me produce my prescription. Oh, God. I said to send him a picture of my prescription. Oh, boy. He really didn't believe I was sick. Uh. I had strep throat. I was like pounding. I was sick. If I wasn't sick, I put on the greatest act of anyone who's ever been sick before. Yep. I was in here for two days. Crushing, like, yeah, I remember. Drops yeah. and lozenges, oh, yeah. I remember, and drinking yeah. tea and all this stuff. And I was just, I was dying. I could not talk. And then I finally was like, I need, I need the tomorrow off, and I needed two days off actually because they said it was strep. They said, don't go back in there. Right. We, and oh, he we, did we, not believe me. We wouldn't want you in here with that. It's contagious as hell. I know. You know. And I was probably in here for two days with it before I even, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But he did not I believe know. me. <laughs> I guess he just didn't. He thought I had like a liar's face. You know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My friend's little. My friend's son has a liar's face. He's only like, I think he just turned two. Oh, he's got that. He's but got he's got that, that face where you know he's just you lying. Know he's not telling the truth. Yeah, he's even got, he's not even saying anything, and yeah. you know he's sitting he's got there. That little gleam in his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can exactly. tell he's just yeah. a little liar. <laughs> and he's gonna grow up and just start lying. Like as soon as he can talk, he's gonna just start lying to you. You can tell by his lying face. and laughing. How I know. about that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's like you want to intervene because you you can see it happen. You can see it on his face. I know. You know, I I know some. Th- I know the face of a liar. I can tell. I've watched TV shows about it. That's funny. Peralta's doing pretty well in Vegas. Huh? He is. He's doing great. Yeah, it's good for him. He was yeah. in town uh, last week. Oh, for the holidays, probably. Over the holidays, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Daughter's yeah. daughter's getting big. I'm getting old. I know. Well, you're not getting old. Yeah, I know. No, I'm old. But you I'm are and older. have been very older old. and older and much older and keep going older. Right. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. 
Um, what are we? Uh, what are we really thinking here? You you said this weekend oh, this, that it's going to be just going to be a it's just twenty four nothing at the half, thirty one to three at the end of the third quarter, and they're going to win by what three scores? Yeah, they'll probably win. 31 Did I get that 10. right? 31 to 10. 31 to 10. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a good defense too. You know, I mean maybe they're not going to be able to score that many points off of them, but I think they will. You know, look, Houston's not Houston's not a playoff team. You know, they want they're a playoff do, team. They well, yeah, they won a weak division and they got in and they. In fact, know, and they beat a Raider team that didn't have its MVP, the potential sure, league no, MVP. They, they didn't. Look, right. they look. The, look, the Patriots just, beat a lot of teams that didn't have you know didn't have much going for they them. They just either. didn't have a lot of competition this year. That's what I mean. They really didn't, and they're not getting one in this game. And then they get the Steelers and the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that's going to be, you know, it it'll be competitive. It'll be more competitive than this game will be. I think. Do you not feel as all at all like you're underestimating Houston's defense and their ability to maybe keep? You can know, Houston's defense force score three and out? Can Houston's defense score some points because they're going to need to? And this Patriot team doesn't allow defenses to score points. They really haven't this year. That's no. True. So I mean, all look on paper, not like last year's did either, though. Until the on, end, until the on, end of the year, on paper. Well, you know, the offensive line got worse and worse and worse. That's mm. what happened. Injury riddled. But on paper, right? On paper. No, you can't refute. You know, I mean, it's it, it, on paper it looks a lot obvious. Now, they don't play the games on paper. They play them on a field, you know? But we've had playoff teams come in here, Indianapolis, Houston, Denver, you know, just, you know, bad te- teams that aren't that good that have come in here and have just, and have you know, walked away predictably. You know, predictably big-time losers. Now, in years past, in in years past, Jacksonville would come in. They would give the Patriots a hard time here and there. Mm. Tennessee gave them a hard time when McNair was the quarterback. They had some divisional games or wild card, even wild card games that were tough games. Right. You know? But right now, in today's NFL, that's not the case. Not this year. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a very talented league. No, it isn't. You know, and teams, there's a lot of teams bunched up that aren't very good. And you, I mean, you saw that with the wild card games. The wild card games were those scores for a reason. The wild card teams weren't good. You know, it's true. Oakland Least competitive should, wild card weekend there's ever been. Right, and Oakland should have a probably been at home playing. Well, they wouldn't have been because they didn't win the division. Right, but say Oakland still didn't win the division. All right, fine. But they would have been one of the best wild card teams we would have seen, you know, in a long time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have Carr, and that killed them. That yep, killed them. It did. You know. So you take that out of the equation. But you act like Carr would have just carved up Houston's defense. Houston's defense was I really good. I still think Carr would have won. Might have won the game. They would have won mean, the game. It would have been a tough. I think it would have been a close game. Yeah, maybe it would have been. Yeah, I mean, I think Unless anytime Osweiler turned the ball over. Anytime you got to be a playoff team on the road, you're probably going to have to. If you're going to win, it's going to be a close game. Right you now, know? the Texans are 0 4 in Foxborough. They've never won a game there, and they're going to be 0 5. Probably going to be 0 5. The yeah. only way that this could possibly go go sideways is if the Texans early, and I'm talking like first, you know, first quarter. Get in and really disrupt Brady's game plan, and don't let him do what he wants. And that first drive, the first drive of the game, I think is going to tell you probably the whole story. If they can, if Houston can can throw Brady off and and force a three and out, or get a sack, or you know, God forbid, force a turnover in that first drive, 
that's going to be, to me, the t- tempo of the game. It could be. But, see, they forced a little bit of pressure on Brissett. Mm-hmm. Brissett, don't forget, that's how he hurt his thumb. That's right. He landed on Wolfark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that should be cushioned. That should, oh, no, Wolfark landed on him. Yeah, right. That's what happened. I'm yeah. sorry. Wolfark, that should cushion the fall if you land on Vince. Mm-hmm. Wolfark landed on him. Of course, this could be Vince's last game. If you land on Vince, then you... The other person who's on top of it right. gets launched this, into the lake. Right. This yeah. could be this could be Wolfrick's last game. You ever seen one of those things? Those big bags that they yeah. put in the water, and there's one guy on on the end of it, and then another guy jumps, and the, all the splat, and it launches all him up water, into the yeah. air. Yep. Oh, it's yep. great. Yep. Uh, okay. Splat. We got a call. Yeah, we do have a call. All Let's right. go to the phone. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number. Patrick's in Manchester. Hello, Patrick. Patrick. Patrick going once. Oh, I'm, I'm pushing the wrong button. How about Patrick now? What's up, Patrick? Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes we can. We can. We that was 100% my fault. We pushed the wrong button. Yep. So last night I'm watching TV. I think it was Bob Ryan who said, don't underestimate the Atlanta Falcons. They had a great year. And I'm thinking, Atlanta Falcons, I go, they went 11-5. If the Patriots went 11-5, what would we be saying about the Patriots here? We'd be saying that they probably should have done better because the competition wasn't that good. Right, but if they went 11 and 5 in a vacuum, I'm just saying if they went 11 and 5 in a season where they lost Brady for four games, had to play in Denver, had Baltimore on the schedule, two games against the Jets, I don't think it would have been, you know, we would have we would have thought it was not that great, but I don't think anyone would call it a failure. I would no, I wouldn't call it a failure. I wouldn't say it was great though. Right. Or even close to No, great. you would have said even, Yeah, no one would call it great. No, because the competition in the AFC isn't as isn't as good as the competition is in the NFC. You know, but regardless, you know, we lost Brady for four games. The competition we played in those four games was not great at all. And then, you know, the Falcons, they gave up over 400 points on defense this year. It's, it's just, it was not a great year. Don't, don't call it a great year when they haven't done anything at all in the playoffs. No. Not, I mean, 14-2 four, is a great year. You know, it's a great regular It's a great record. Year. It's a great regular season record. But the competition is what we're talking about. It hasn't been that good. And the reason that Houston could, you know, that I don't give Houston a good chance is because not because this Patriot team is so dominant. It's because the competition isn't that good. And that's the problem. Houston's defense is good, but you know what? They only won nine games in a weak conference because their quarterback stinks. That's why. A lot of bad quarterbacks. Oh, I know. You know, and that's, what, that's my point. That's the, that's the point about the competition not being that great. I mean, the Patriots had a year where... The the game where everybody wanted to measure them by <coughs> was you know as far as the AFC goes was Pittsburgh on the road. Landry Jones was the quarterback. Right, timing yeah. was everything there. You know he, he wasn't he wasn't terrible either. He wasn't terrible, but you got to think if you had backup, yeah, you I mean. got to think if you had Roethlisberger, that game the Steelers probably would have won that game or might have won that game. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. So you know that's a that's that you know that's that's a. That's a big turnaround. It is. Patrick, thanks for the call. Okay. All right. Patrick in Manchester there at 603-883-9900. That's 883-9900. Quick break. We're back after this. It's Christian and King on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. All right. Our... Student Athlete of the Month is Uta Sharma of Bishop Girton, one of the better Cardinals on the soccer field and one of the better Cardinals in the classroom, so to speak. What do you think the difference was between this year and, and in years past with BG Soccer? I think, like... 
really this year in particular, the senior class like was able to come together and uh, like kind of lead the team to some newfound success. Uh, like after struggling like so long together, I kind of like knew that it was going to be like someone had to step up, and I kind of like wanted to fulfill that role, like mm. especially my senior year. You're going to Johns Hopkins. What strives you in the class, and what keeps you attentive? I've always been kind of interested in like the math and science side of things, but I like have taken some tough liberal arts kind of courses as well, like mm. Latin and stuff. How's the Latin class? That sounds tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. What made you settle on Johns Hopkins? I visited there and did, like, a couple campus tours, and I'm really, like, excited to be in Baltimore. Like, it's a really fast-growing city. It's, like, a lot of things are happening. Obviously, it's, like, a great school. Wooded Sharma of Bishop Girton is our Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Are you going through a rough patch right now and could use some help from professionals? Are you unsure of how to proceed and could use a guiding hand? Well, then let the attorneys at Dehar Law Firm make life easier for you. At Dehar Law Firm, they handle a wide variety of cases, anything from bankruptcy or divorce to estate planning and personal injury. Contact Eleanor Dehar at 603-622-6595 or visit Dehar.com for more information. Dehar Law Firm, serving individuals and businesses in New Hampshire since 1958. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. 
A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the ad. From Laconia to Boston, the seacoast to Fitchburg, this is 1250 Manchester, ESPN, New Hampshire. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text into the show at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Here it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire. Texter says you guys just overlooking Houston. Patriots seasons have ended against worse teams. I don't know if I'd say that. If this, if the Patriots lose to the Houston Texans. It'd be the worst loss they've they've had in the Belichick Brady era. Yeah, it would be. It would be. You know, well, I don't know. The Baltimore loss was pretty bad. You know, you know, nine wild card loss. I thought that was pretty bad. They were banged up in that game, and it was they were playing in the wild card game. I mean, that yeah, was a I bad know. loss. It but was a bad loss, but I mean, no, this would they be they weren't worse. heavy, heavy favorites. This would be game, worse yeah. than the Jet losses right now is the worst loss. Okay. Mm-hmm. In terms of upset loss, even the Giants. I mean, that was huge. those are Super Bowls. And that was devastating. You got there. You know, that's what you know. You got there. But the Giants also gave you a really tough game at the end of that season. The uh, Giants it was did. In, it was in November. Oh, oh, uh, they in beat the regular them. season. Yeah, they did. They did it twice. Yeah, the Giants did it twice. The Giants beat gave them a tough game on that Saturday night in the Meadowlands. I was there, covered it, and uh, the next Super Bowl matchup. That year, Eli Manning came in here into Gillette in November and beat them. Right with a with a with a drive at the end of the game. That's right with a two minute drive. The Patriots had just taken the lead, and then Manning took the air out of their sails. He hit, he hit a deep back, <laughs> and that tight end was uh, that the Patriots ended up getting later on, <coughs> who never played a game because his knee uh, was really good, and he played well in that in that regular season. Oh, game. Uh, Jake. Um... <sighs> Forget his name, Jake something. Yeah, I forget. And, yeah, big uh, meathead. Yeah, uh, and and and, and oh, he was, what was his name? He was just a tough guy. He was a he was a tough guy down the middle of the field. Jake Ballard. Yeah, Ballard. That's what it was. And he, he caught a couple of key passes on that drive. I remember that game because I covered that. Yeah. You know. So, but this this would be tough. I you know Houston's defense is okay is good, but I mean I don't know I I just. Um, this would be a tough loss because of the fact that that would mean Brock Osweiler, who is not that. I mean, oh, look, all right, he's beaten the Patriots once before, mm-hmm. and he's beaten them on a team that had a good defense. Yep. 
But the Patriots beat themselves a little bit in that game too. They turned the ball over. That 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 punt was a huge, you know, turn of events. Um, you know, the Chris was it Chris Jones? Chris Harper. Chris Harper. Yep. Chris Jones was still on the team too. But Chris Harper fumbled the punt and that, that opened the door for Denver and they went on. You know, so <clears throat> but I just I don't know. I mean what I see from Osweiler just don't you know, he was up and coming last year. Now he's down and going. <laughs> you know, he's just not that, doesn't seem to be that good. Yeah. I just can't put my eggs in the Osweiler basket. Then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. No, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm as normal as could be, Donald. Um, by the way, according to LAD Politics, a uh, political uh, bookmaker, Donald Trump's odds that he'll serve his entire first term, minus 125. Odds that he'll be impeached or resign from office, even money. Oh, I don't think Trump's resigned from office. Might get impeached. Depends Even, on... even money. Uh. I don't know. I might take that. <laughs> just not from a political standpoint, what, but just because I like the what, odds. What would he have to do to get impeached? He, They'd have to prove that he was in, you know, you know, uh, making deals with the Russians behind exactly. Him. Yeah, that's what that would have, be the that's only that, what it would take. Right, that's what it would take. That's the only thing. Well, that's a pretty big thing, and there's a lot of smoke to that fire, Tom. Well, yeah. there's a lot of pre-presidential smoke. He'd have to do it while he was in office. Okay, would he? Yes. Not if they found out he was exchanging uh, information during the election. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't uh, yeah, think you can yeah, impeach. A, I don't think you can impeach a president because of what he d- did before. The I election. don't think it's going to happen. I think you have to wait till he's in office. That's, no. That's what I'm thinking. No. So, you know, I, I don't know. You know, but. Um, I fully understand. The Houston, you know, the odds, I, 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 I think the Houston Texans have a better chance of winning on Saturday night than Donald Trump getting impeached. How about that? <laughs> right? How's Makes that? sense, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think so. 603-883-9900 is the phone number. Ken is in Manchester. Hey, Ken. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Ken? Hey, I just wanted to thank you guys for all the laughs and all of the uh, show's been great. Thank you very much, Ken. Since it popped on, and, uh, you know, I hope they bring you guys back. Thanks, yeah, we hope so, too. We don't know what the future's going to hold, but uh, we thank you, Ken, and uh, all the listeners, especially the ones who called in. It's, and we know it's hard to call in during the middle of the day, but, uh, you know, we know there's a lot of you out there, and uh, we appreciate all your support over the years here. And the thing that uh, I like about you guys is that, you know, you... You take things on as a case by case basis, and you don't make up your mind beforehand. Uh, oh, like thanks, that. thanks. We do we do that? Okay, yeah, thank you. That's great. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, Christian decides every yeah. day as to how I am and how crazy I am. So that's just it. I he wait for Tom to say something, and then I say the opposite, and I feel like that's he, like the Costanza. He, he doesn't rule, come you know? in with a pre predetermined notion that I'm nuts. He waits until he I do off something, and nuts. then you walk him back. Right. Yep. Exactly. There's a lot of that. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Keep your head up. We will. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, right, see Ken. you later, Ken. Ken in Manchester there. I think uh, I should. I think what I should do is I should put pitch a tent and camp out here on Main Street till April. What do you think? going to get cold. Yeah, that's true. It will be. Pretty cold. I'm going to get some kind of like heater. Someone got stabbed on Main Street last week. Heater sleeping bags? Oh, no. You're kidding me, really? I was on Main Street last night at 11 o'clock. <laughs> not 10:30. like here, man. Like way up on Main Street. But yes. Yeah, that was, oh, jeez. That happened. That's not good. Ooh, yeah. 2017, ooh. People, are, people are bugging already. Oh, boy. I'll tell you. Um, by the way, we appreciate the thoughts and work, but it's not, you know, we're not going like, first of all, we both, we both have other jobs. 
Okay, you don't like it's it's sad right. that we're that we're not going to be doing the show anymore. <laughs> right? Fun. No, that's sad, and I'll miss. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss the the income from sure, this job. I, I will too. But you yeah, know, that's that's yeah. not that's not you know it's it's we do have other jobs, so we're not on the street. But I mean, at the same time, we're going to miss the the income. Right. And we're going to miss the the you know. Uh, I will not miss. I will not miss the bo. Yeah, yes, you will. No, I won't. Oh, yes, you will. I will not. You will definitely miss it because you're just saying. Well, I was like, huh. The only thing, the only thing, the only time I ever even thought that and it wasn't horrifying was when I had to do a show with Pete Shepard for you. There you go. See, that's just it, you know? Then I was like, man, you right. know, I'd be all right with Tom coming back. That's right. <laughs> From just strictly a B.O. perspective. Right, right. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, I thought that was, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so then, then it's just, you know, then you forget all about that. It's just back to the normal Tom King B.O. and it's gross. <laughs> you know what are you gonna do? It's even better today since I have all these warm, all yeah. these, all these cold weather, all these cold weather clothes on, and it's warm out. Yeah. Since I have to go do a hockey game, particularly with. ripe this afternoon. Uh, yep, exactly. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. Your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Text line is eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. What do you think of these other games? Anything? How we do? What, what are you thinking? Well, about I think the Dallas Green Bay game is going to be riveting. I mean, that's a game that everybody's going to want to watch. I think Seattle, I mean, I think all the divisional games are good matchups. I think Seattle, Atlanta is a good matchup. Um, well, all of them the, except New England, Houston. That's yeah. the game beforehand. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the 430 game. 430 on Saturday. Yep. Um, and I think Pittsburgh, Kansas City is the game of the weekend. I mean, I think they're all, the other three games are great. This is the only mismatch. Yeah. And that's the kind of year it is for the Patriots. They get the only mismatch in the divisional round. Because the worst teams are coming out of those three. Mm-hmm. Because all three teams, it was the Raiders, it was the, the Texans, and it was the Dolphins, had quarterbacks who were sub, you know, that stunk. You know, well, Matt Moore doesn't stink, stink, but, I mean, he's bad. He's not, he's right. not their starter. Oakland didn't have their starter. Houston, their starter was benched, and now he's their starter again, and we don't know if he's better than the other guy. Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's that's the that's what you get. That's the benefit of finishing with the number one seed. Mm. You know, suppose that they had that. Suppose they lost to the Jets late in that in that uh, first game in the Meadowlands. All right, and had three losses. Suppose they lost to somebody else down the road. You know, they would have been in tough. They would have been twelve. They would have been the team having to face uh, Pittsburgh. Well, you know? they would have had to lose two more games. Well, it depends on who, you know, depends. Well, if they were 13-3, and three, they'd still be well, they, 12-4. I'm, I'm saying 12-4. and four. Okay. So I don't know if Kansas City would beat them out or not. Oakland would have beat them out. So say Oakland, say they, they lost two games and Oakland didn't lose their quarterback. Mm. You know, it would have been totally different. Sure. It's the opposite. <coughs> excuse me. This is the antithesis of last year. Everything is the opposite. The Patriots, all everything went their way. They didn't fritter away games mm-hmm. in the last month of the season. Yep. They didn't lose since they haven't lost since the middle of November. Okay, they did lose Rob Gronkowski. That didn't go their way. No, that's true. If they, Palmer it, in the beginning of the year didn't go their way either. I'm not talking about the beginning. I'm just talking about the, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they had injuries. Marcus Cannon, you're all pro. Your second team all pro wasn't slated to be a starter this year. Right, but this is the antithesis of last year. You're right. Because last year he stuck when he mm-hmm. had to play. You're right. You know, the O line has been remarkably healthy since that Palmer injury. Healthy and and in sync and playing really. Well, We're playing at an elite level. Yep. We get all this talk about how Oakland's offensive line was record-setting in Dallas and how great their offensive line is. New England's is right there. Yeah, it is. It's right through the way it's, it's one, played. One, two, and three, year. and I don't even know. You know, I mean, that's... The reason you're hearing about those other offensive lines 
is because those teams weren't good before. Right. It's unusual for them. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, little uh, update here from Patriots practice. Alan Branch, who wasn't there yesterday, was back today. Yep. Legarrette Blunt not spotted, although he was at the uh, team. He was at the team facility in the morning. He left uh, the time around the same time everybody went out for practice, huh. which is odd because it's warm out. You know, it's not like you know I got a real bad knee or something. If I go out and practice in the cold, it can make it worse. Like it's warm out today. Yeah, and why leave? Mm. You know, why not just stay? Patriots will submit their first uh, they obviously report have, of the week later today. They obviously have personal things. And it'll tell on. you what's going on with Blunt. I so. bet with Branch it's personal. I bet with, with Blunt it's personal. Yep. Yeah. Can't be any more personal than the Derrick Rose thing, though. Oh, my God. Kevin Seifert of NFL Nation has a piece out right now about how LeGarrette Blunt is one of the best values, not in the NFL this year. He is, to be sure. He is. But one of the best values in NFL history. In terms of a thousand-yard rusher making so much money on a one-year deal, exactly. In April of 2016, Legarrette Blunt was 29 years old, which made him ancient as an NFL running back, recovering from a hip injury that ended his 2015 season. Six weeks of free agency passed, and the league interest in his services was minimal. He returned to the Patriots on a one-year contract, accepting the non-guaranteed vet minimum of $760,000, the paltry $760,000, as his base salary. Patriots threw in a $100,000 signing bonus, a paltry $100,000 signing bonus, $40,000 workout bonus, and a roster bonus that would pay him $6,250 for every week he was on their game day roster. In all, Blunt maxed out at $1 million in 2016, a ceiling that would make him no better than the league's 46th highest paid running back. Not pl- running 46 back. 46th highest paid running back. Yeah. According, and there's only 30 teams. Okay? Well, yeah, there's a lot of teams that have more than one running back. I know, but still. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. Fewer paid than most backup running backs. Right. You know? Right. That won't be the well, I wonder what he'll I wonder what he'll do next year. His career season under those terms makes Blunt arguably the best veteran value in the NFL this season and one of the best in the league's modern history. Blunt played in all sixteen games for only the second time in his career and remains healthy as the Patriots prepare for the Houston Texans this week. Hopefully. Uh, he led the NFL with eighteen touchdowns after tacking uh taking a career high two hundred and ninety nine carries for 1,161 yards along the way, helping the Patriots to a uh, number seven overall rank in rushing yards and number four in passing. The NFL has two stages of contracts. Rookies locked into pre-negotiated salary slots for at least their first three years. Most don't receive a second contract until after their fourth season, if ever. By definition, then, the best player values are almost always produced by young players on their rookie deals. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, etc. But veteran value refers to players signed to free agent contracts subject to negotiation, projection, and skill assessment. We hear plenty of free agent busts, Osweiler, uh, others, but we rarely notice the value provided by a low-paid veteran. Of the 45 running backs who signed, who earned more in 2016 than Blunt, six were veterans who, like Blunt, signed one-year contracts. Darren Sproles, Zach Line, Benny Cunningham, Chris Johnson, Reggie Bush, and Lance Dunbar. That group combined for 677 rushing yards and seven total touchdowns. Yep. That whole group. Right. Now, what that all means is what's he going to ask for next year? You see? Mm. He won't take this one-year deal next year. Right. And you know what? They're not, shouldn't. They're not, yeah, but you know what? They're not going to sign him to a multi-year. Probably not. Not going to do it. He could be playing his last few games. He could be. You know? 
They'll, I mean, they don't do that with running backs. They're no, they, feeling, really, they really don't. No, their feeling is we get somebody else who can, can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll sign somebody else who can, can run behind this offensive line and do it. Do He's what also did. 30 years old. So That's I mean, exactly it. See, is so most really going to do Like Pittsburgh the, signed them, and he was a dog there, and they ended up leaving and not even getting on the team bus and smoking weed with their best player. And, right, exactly. And right. Maybe no, no other team will do it, so we will come back to New England because it's the only team that will take him, and it'll take him for whatever money they, they settle on. Somebody else might take him now. Maybe. he probably opened up some eyes around the league. You know, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Watch the Colts sign him. That would be such a Colts well, I bet move. they would. It would be such a Colts move. It really would. You know, or the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Could you know? Be. Sure. You know? Imagine they, like Eric Blunt in Denver. I know. <laughs> oh, how about that, huh? <laughs> that, would be, that would be something. That would be. Uh, 603-883-9900 is the phone number. 883-9900. I'll tell you what. John Elway, after he finished his career, opened up a chain of uh, car dealerships in Denver. Yes, he did. LeGarrette Blunt. Opened I mean, it's a... right in his name. Yep. It's right there. It's, it is. How do you not? Yep. I know. Well, because it, it's pronounced that way, but it looks blunt. It looks like blount, yeah. Right, so that's why it may not you work. You call it blunt's blunt. Yeah, I know. 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. You like what you hear? Now you can read it with daily blogs on ESPNNHradio.com. Map out an adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Should you worry about identity theft during the tax season? The answer is yes. The IRS reported over $6 billion in fraudulent refunds in a single year just due to identity theft. Does it matter if you're not getting a refund this year? No, it doesn't because thieves can use the information from your tax documents to commit crimes. They can drain your bank account, open fraudulent credit card accounts. They can do it well after the tax season ends. Maybe you think you're okay because you have free credit monitoring. Free credit monitoring might tell you there's a problem but they don't help you solve that identity theft problem. LifeLock will. As a LifeLock member, if you're a victim of ID tax fraud, the U.S.-based team of specialists know how to step up, make the calls to help resolve identity theft now. Get peace of mind with LifeLock. Memberships start at just $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Enrollment only takes a minute. Call 1-800-877-0544 or go to LifeLock.com now and use the promo code PATRICK. That's PATRICK to save 10% on your membership. 800-877-0544. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jenkins, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to win the National Championship! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and I will never forget meeting Alyssa, who suffered from hyperacusis. 
Alyssa virtually lived in her dark bedroom, and when I spoke with her, I had to do so in a gentle whisper. What is hyperacusis? Well, imagine being at a movie where the soundtrack is turned way, way up. After five minutes, you just have to leave holding your ears. Things like turning newspaper pages, running water, your child placing dishes on the table, all are intolerable to someone like Alyssa. Hyperacusis is a strange condition, but even people who suffer from serious migraines experience it. Now, you may not know someone like Alyssa, but her story underscores that all of us are being constantly bombarded with noise. So, friend, take the earplugs out and turn down the volume. And when you have a chance, visit disabilitycampaign.org to learn more about hyperacusis and other disabilities. T-shirts, hoodies, and more are now available at ESPNNHradio.com. Get your gear today. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Here, 603-883-9900 is the phone number. Christian and King, ESPN, New Hampshire. Nice to have you with us here today. On this balmy Tuesday. Sorry, Wednesday. Not Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, January the 11th, 2017. I lose track. I lose track of the time. So Seattle's five-point underdogs. Yes. Texans 16 right now. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Seattle's five-point dogs. I'm surprised it's not like two and a half. Yeah, I would think so, too. Matty Ice. Matty Ryan. They think he's going to put up a lot of points against that defense. I don't know why. It's a great defense. I don't know why they think that either. You know? But, you know, it's maybe that. And it's not necessarily that they think that. They think betters are going to think that. Packers are four-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. It's about right. And uh, Pittsburgh? One. One? Okay. Yep, one. Roethlisberger isn't that good on the road. You're right. And he's got a walking boot besides. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't know. You know, we'll find out today what the status is at practice. So, as all that's you know, gets done today, is they're practicing, I'm sure. Uh, he was not limping. Okay. And will be practicing. He'll be testing his foot injury and practice. They're probably already out there. And in Pittsburgh, they usually practice in the early afternoon, I think, too. Yeah. So, they should be out there. Uh, by the way, some more details coming out in the Joey Porter arrest while we're talking about the Steelers. The city's acting police chief is defending an officer who arrested Joey Porter outside a bar after the Independent Citizen Police Review Board confirmed it's investigating the incident. I've concluded the officer's account of the incident is accurate and our officer conducted himself in a professional manner that is to be expected, expected Chief Scott Schubert said, referring to an arresting officer, Paul Abel. Schubert said he reviewed unspecified videos of the incident on Sunday, including some recorded by the body camera, in reaching that conclusion. Porter's arrest has generated intense social media interest, and review board executive director Elizabeth Pittinger said it was the high visibility and negative chatter on social media surrounding the incident that prompted the review. 
If we understand what happened and there was no misconduct, we have a responsibility to assure the public of that, Pittenger told the Associated Press on Wednesday. Porter charged with aggravated assault for allegedly grabbing Abel's wrist when the officer intervened after Porter argued with a, and lifted up a bouncer who refused him admission <laughs> to a bar hours after the Steelers beat lifted the Dolphins. Lifted in the air? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Porter's also charged with simple assault for contacting the bouncer along with a res- a resisting arrest, defiant trespass, disorderly conduct, and public drunkenness. The team has placed him on indefinite leave, but otherwise they have not commented. Yeah, he's not going to coach on right. uh, on Sunday. He's not coaching this week. Now, I didn't see anybody. Uh, They'll cut ties with him. I didn't see anybody saying. Porter's defense attorney said that he's not met with Porter and won't comment on the charges, but he stressed that whatever investigation has been launched by the review board has been done on their own accord and not as a result of any complaint filed by Joey Porter or me on his behalf. In other words, they didn't ask for, for a review. Yeah. So that's interesting. The chatter Pittenger hopes to address stems from Porter's reputation as a hothead, she said, and his high profile as Steelers coach and former star player. Abel, the police officer, has a controversial past and was nearly fired in 2008 for an incident in which he pistol-whipped and shot a man while off-duty. Oh, boy. Abel said the man walked up to his car at a red light and punched him. Abel was criminally charged. <laughs> how, how is he still a cop? He was, you know, if you do that. Now, stop, stop right there. Right. If you do that mm. and you're a police officer, you should not be allowed to be a police officer ever again. The man, he said the man... I don't think. ...walked up to his car and punched him. I mean, the cop did, or the, or a guy walked up A guy up walked to up to the cop and Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was the other way light. around. I'm sorry. My apologies. However... Yep. I thought it was the other way around. Abel said the man walked up to his car at a red light and punched him, so okay. he pistol-whipped and shot him. Oh, he oh, was criminally oh. charged with drunk driving, aggravated assault, and reckless endangerment. The cop was? The cop was, but was acquitted. The city paid $44,500 to settle a lawsuit filed by the man who was shot by Abel, whose firing was overturned by an arbitrator. The Citizens Review Board can make disciplinary recommendations against oh, officers. Hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out. Abel, so they did fire him as a cop? And it was overturned, yeah. Overturned by an arbitral, so that's how that They happens. paid about $45,000 to settle a lawsuit. He by was charged with drunk driving, aggravated assault, and reckless endangerment, but was acquitted. Ay, ay, ay. And the over, and the firing was overturned by a labor by arbitrator. a labor arbitrator. Yeah. So an arbitrator overturned. So that's how he's still a police officer. Yep. Because normally you wouldn't be in that in that situation. That's why normally no you wouldn't. Yeah. No. Exactly. So ouch. Not good. No. Not good at all. Oh boy. So uh, yeah. Oh well. So anyway, a little more details there on uh, our good friend Joey Porter. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you do if you were the Knicks with Derrick Rose? I give him a max contract. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I think that would be that would be the one thing that would solve all your problems. Oh my god! Give uh, that man as much money as you possibly can. Whatever he and told, I think you'll be fine. Whatever he told them must have worked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever excuse you know, my kid was held at you know gunpoint. Who knows? My kid was in grave danger or something like that. Whatever, right. whatever he told us, I don't know who that was the case or not. You know, who knows? Whatever he told them must have worked. <coughs> and um, because all they've done is fine him five hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. All right, five hundred dollars. No suspension, and he'll probably be in uniform and play tonight. How do you not suspend him? He left and didn't tell anybody. How can you not suspend somebody who does that? 
Now that's insane. Take your TV mind, okay? Go use your TV drama mind. All right. The only thing you can think of is that somebody. Now look, I'm just, I'm just. This is all hypothetical here, so don't say this. Don't you know this didn't happen? Okay. All right. Or maybe it did. We don't know it. I like this already. All right. But somebody kidnapped somebody. You okay. know, and said if you tell anybody, so I'm telling you right now, sir. Had to be so. It had to be. By the way, Mr. Rose, my wife's a big fan. <laughs> She's a big fan, just, Mr. Rose. Where'd you go, Mr. Rose? Mr. Rose, we really, we, we she watch, she watches. Every, when you were a Chicago Bull, Mr. Rose, I couldn't. I had to get this big fancy dish, you know, just so we could get your game. She was very worried about you. She Mr. was, Rose. And, and then when uh, we, we all were very, we were all worried about this, Mr. Rose. She was. I had to calm her down. We Mr. prayed Rose. every night for your really safe had, return. I had to calm her down, Mr. Rose. You know, had to calm her down. I really did. You know. So but, say someone got kidnapped. You know. So say say that. You know, say just say something happened that Rose. Feared for somebody's life, or feared that there would be repercussions. You know, if he called the Knicks and told them where he was, mm. that's the only thing that you can say would defend the Knicks in this situation of not suspending. Him. Right, but that didn't happen. But in that case, if that happened, you got to call the authorities. Right, the cops. Sure, here. yeah, of course. And, and you haven't heard anything about that yet. Uh, Derek Rose today said he would have asked for more time off if he felt he needed it. What? He said if he had needed more time and wasn't mentally ready to return, he would have asked Phil Jackson and Steve Mills if he could have some more time off. All right, so that tells me that didn't. None of that. None of that. Other, none of that other Columbo stuff that I said could happen no, happened. Probably not. So Here, here's, here's, the, pro- here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. He missed his kid. Yeah, let's hear what he said. Everyone is, you know, um, but can't stop working, can't stop putting in the work that you put in for the season. Um, it's all about just having a routine, sticking with your routine, and um, everybody talking and communicating about what's going on on the floor. That's a funny answer from him. Oh. It's all about having the routine and everybody communicating. Yeah, right. You yeah. left the team you left after the, team the shoot and around. You didn't tell anybody. Yeah, you ruined a the morning routine and you didn't communicate. Those are the two things you did not do. And it's not like you broke the routine and you didn't not tell like, anyone. It's not like you idiot. It's not like you ran down the street. You had right. to. You had to make arrangements to mm-hmm. get on a plane and go. Right. You know. Yeah. You didn't drive to the Hamptons. Right. You flew to Chicago. You flew to Chicago. <laughs> And you didn't tell anybody, you idiot. Have your teammates been pretty great since you came back? I mean, have they been yeah, trying to uh, support? They've just been giving me my space. As, like anyone that's coming back, uh, just don't want to feel hounded. And uh, they've been giving me my space. They know that I'm all right. And I'm a professional. I've been in this before. Do you miss Chicago? Do you miss Chicago? I asked him. No, that's the past, to tell you the truth. I can't think about the um, days that I played for the Bulls and the Bulls uniform. That's all the past. And Derek, if you felt you needed more time, would you, you wouldn't hesitate to maybe ask the... No, not at all. The relationship that I, I'm building with uh, Phil and Steve, um, I wouldn't mind asking 
if I, I needed it. Um, but like I said, I felt fine. And um, what happened two or a couple of days ago, that was just the past. Yeah, give that guy max money. Oh, my God. Give that guy as much money as you possibly can. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my Lord. And that was like three days ago. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah, when people didn't know where I was and thought I might be presumed dead or missing or whatever. That was three you days. You didn't was, show up for a ago. game that your team needed you to help win. Yeah. You just didn't show. It didn't tell anybody. The joke is that uh, on the schedule, New Orleans. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, no. no game. <laughs> that didn't happen either. We don't know for sure that that didn't happen. Maybe he went to the shoot-around, thought it was just a shoot-around, but there was no game, and so we went to Chicago. Yeah. This is this is bad. I mean, this is you know, this is just you know, I don't know. <laughs> Athletes do strange things sometimes. Derrick Rose is a weird guy. Well, I mean, he's a weird. And guy. the guy who runs the team isn't. No, nah, he's a weird guy too. He, you know, he let. I mean, Phil Jackson. You haven't heard a you haven't heard a word from him. Right. He didn't talk to the media. No, he let Hornacek do it. Yeah. Hornacek, what a leader. Hornacek must be saying, what the hell did I come here for? Yeah, why did I do this? Yeah, really. What a bad decision yeah, that was. Yeah, really, I know. 603-883-9900 is the phone number. Final hour coming up. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. 